Welcome back. This is Deb, and we're here with the Redeem Podcast. Uh, today's series is going to be Windows to the Soul, and we have Danny as always. We have a new person. His name is David, and it's his first time, so we're super excited to hear him speak. Aka Kitchup. Aka Kitchup. Yeah, that's what we know, Matt. That's his Instagram handle. Follow him. <laughs> and we also have Giselle. And we're super excited. Today we're going to be talking about uh, how the eyes are the windows to the soul. And I think that the um, the verse that they started with is super awesome so we're going to read it together matthew 6 22 through 24 it says the eye is the lamp of the body so if your eye is unclouded your whole body will be full of light but if your eye is evil your whole body will be full of darkness if the light in you is darkness how dark it will be no one can serve two masters he will hate the first master and love the second or he will be devoted to the first and despise the second you cannot serve god in wealth and i really love this and not only that i i didn't only love this version the msg version just the 23 uh it says if you live squinty eyed in greed and distrust your body is a dank cellar if you pull the blinds on your windows what a dark life you will have and i just thought it was not only it was crazy that 24 goes on to say that you can't worship two gods at once as if almost saying like you can't have the lights on and off at the same time it's either you're all in or you're all out and it reminds me of the verse in the bible that says that uh, it would have been better for you to either be hot or cold because when you're lukewarm he will throw you out so we can start to see like the connection between all of this and how important it is that we uh, have healthy eyes and i'm thinking you know um when you look around how many people do you see with unhealthy eyes like just in this table i see like giselle's wearing glasses right um <laughs> Genesis is wearing glasses. I don't know, maybe one of you is wearing contacts. And there's ways to even deceive that you have better vision than you do, right? But I'm saying like spiritually, right? I'm not saying that you just have bad spiritual vision, but it's just the way that we um, like see things in like human form can also be applied spiritually. And sometimes what we do is give our eyes crutches. Like, oh, it'll look, uh, I can tell people that I see better, but when I really don't. Because nobody really knows what our eye sees, right? Like, of course, when we're out and about, yeah, but... Uh, what our eye sees in the secret, what our eye uh, desires to look at. That is when it's important. And that's how we um, can, I guess, determine the health of our eyes, right? How far can we see in the spiritual and how, or how far can we see in the, in the literal world, which is, I think, very important. Um, actually, related to that, uh, one of the examples that I really was fascinated by is Eli, right? Because he was a priest. He was like the highest priest of, of that m time period and we can find him in first samuel two uh chapter one two and three and i think four up to chapter four but the reason that i'm mentioning him is because he was the priest right so he's supposed to be a guy who sees and is able to discern spiritual atmospheres discern you know people's intentions and spirits a little bit more right but his eyes were so clouded to what was right and what was wrong like for example when we find Eli the first time, he's seeing Hannah and Hannah is crying on the altar and like pouring her soul out to God. And he's like, why are you here drunk? And he starts to berate her and like be angry at her. Like, why are you here drunk? Like, go away, drunk woman. And he couldn't even discern that she was just pouring her, her herself out to God. Right. But then 
in um, Samuel 2, uh, 3, we see that <clears throat> Eli, the same guy who's a priest, ignores the fact that his sons are stealing from the stealing from the altar and sleeping with women on the altar of of the temple so it's like he's he sees things that are right as wrong and sees things that are wrong and just ignores it so it's kind of interesting how you were saying like we don't realize how clouded our vision is i mean this guy was a priest he's supposed to have perfect vision and he couldn't see what was right in front of him uh, yeah, that's crazy. I agree, and I I really love what you were saying about um, him not being able to see like something that was so obvious, and with his sons even right, he was just like uh, unable to see it at, at all, which is which is crazy. And I think that we have to stop seeing with um, emotional eyes because a lot of times we are emotion led and not spirit led, and I think that's what happens. Yeah, because the heart, yes, absolutely. And uh, I love that this connects the eyes to your body. So saying like, if your eyes are unhealthy, the rest of you is unhealthy. Like mm -hmm. they cannot be separate from each other. So if your eyes are seeing something bad, what happens? Your the rest of your body is doing something bad, right? It's mm -hmm. not working correctly, mm -hmm. which I think is true. Like, uh, like let's say, uh, actually, blind people function pretty, pretty well, pretty well. Um, but still, they have a crutch, right? Yeah. They have something that has to guide them through, and um, maybe like the rest of their senses are heightened, but it's not ideal, right? Like, it's just not. But yeah, it's crazy that you say that because he was led by emotion and not by spirit. If he was led by the spirit, then he would have been able to see both and discern the spirits correctly. I think you can also say because he, he literally becomes blind. Um, if I think in Psalm in First Samuel second uh, two three, it, it says that his eyes had dimmed and he could no longer see anymore. So from being spiritually blind and not being able to tell that Hannah was full of the spirit, he became physically blind. So it's like <laughs> it's kind of crazy to see how like, the spiritual transformed into something that was also physical you know um uh, i was hearing you guys speak and it's crazy how you guys uh um just have connected uh your eyes with discernment and everything right but i feel like we we kind of over have overlooked uh, uh just so far about how your eyes can grow um blind um, and right here, I see uh, I see where Jesus speaks in Mark thirteen fourteen. It says, "Indeed, in their case of prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear but never understand, and you will indeed see but never perceive." And he goes on to explain and says, "For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their eye and with the ears they can barely hear." So meaning they these people have ears but they cannot understand, they cannot hear. And this is, what it, this is what I was trying to say. And their eyes may have be closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and churn, I would heal them. So my question is here, we're talking about three body parts here. Your ears, your eyes, and your heart. Your ears are semi-close to your eyes, right? So it makes sense why they're kind of closed, right? It makes sense why. But the one that I, it, it, it blew me away was why is the heart, why is this part of the body here? And and I, I liked it because it says if it, and it says and it says if they have if they could turn, if they can understand and turn. When it says and turn means turn around and do what's good, I would heal them. And it's crazy what we put in our and what we put in our hearts is very important. And I think uh Kitrip here had had a, a verse in Matthew about that. Go ahead, Kitrip. 
It's Luke. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Go so ahead. in Luke six forty five, it says, "Good people have good things saved in their hearts." That's why they say good things. But those who are evil have hearts full of evil. And that's why they say things that are evil. What what people say with their mouths comes from what they fill their hearts. And what I got from this verse is that uh, when people see many uh, worthless, dumb, and evil things, like TikToks, like there's many TikTok challenges that ended up with people causing a fire or even dying. Mm -hmm. They end up corrupting themselves, not only their hearts, but also their whole body. And we do the same thing. And to avoid these things, which I saw that to not fill our hearts with evil instead to fill ourselves with the word of god to read his word like it says in psalms 100 uh 119 37 turn my eyes away from worthless things worthless turn my worth, worthless things yeah. preserve my life according to your word and, and what you say is beautiful right instead of instead of going into 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 little uh how do i say um so just so we can understand, right? So your eyes are a window to your soul, right? And your soul is part of your heart as well, right? And it's funny how you said that, you know, people go to TikTok and see, uh, you know, dumb stuff, right? And they see people putting things into fire. And that's just the least of it, right? There's horrendous things out on TikTok, right? And Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And, and we wonder we wonder why is it that our thoughts are, are a certain way? Or why is it why that we can't listen to the Word of God? And it's because our heart, is completely filled with this goo, this black tar that is sin, that is things of evil. So we have to watch out with our heart because, or we have to watch out with what we see and what we hear because our heart gets filled. And if our heart gets filled, um, you know how I see it? It's like a, it's like a, have you guys ever seen since today's Halloween, right? It's Monday, right? So have you guys ever seen those masks that, that have like the red pump? And it goes red. No, you guys haven't seen it. Oh, yeah, I've seen yeah, that. you've seen it. It has like a scream face. Oh. It's 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 like that. It's literally it, your your heart is so filled with this sin and evil that your eyes are goos, you know, oozing out and your ears are oozing out, but not physically, but spiritually. I was gonna say, Danny, that uh, what you this reminds me of is Romans one. Um, I don't know if you've ever read Romans one, but it, it goes on to talk like a lot about judgment. But the the part that called attention to me was what, uh, Romans one nineteen and twenty. What can be known about God is clear to them because He has made it clear to them from the creation of the world. God's invisible qualities, His eternal power, and divine nature have been clearly observed in what He made. As a result, people have no excuse. They know God. They knew God, but did not praise him and thank him for being God. Meaning, Danny, they could see God's, obviously, like if God's um, incredible attributes are shown through creation, you can see them, right? Well, we can all see them. And we choose to ignore them. That's almost like being blind on purpose. Willingly. Like, yeah, willingly. Thank you. I couldn't think of that word. It's almost <laughs> like of saying like, oh, I have great eyes, but I'm going to pluck them out. Right. It's almost like yeah, right. It's it's, it's like you know, what you're saying I, right I, now. You I choose heard, to see the wrong. I heard I heard some guy explain it like this. He got a book, right? And he said um he said not believing or not letting not letting your eyes work like God intended them to do is like sitting getting a book and thinking that over the years of um of you know evolution and everything that happens, you know, paper dies and becomes flat, becomes white, processed. And then there, there comes, you know, color from heaven, you know, evolution <laughs> and becomes the letters. <laughs> he says paper. it's impossible, right? It's impossible to get a book. Yeah. Like, for example, my biology book. If you see your biology book, it's full of colors yeah. and full of pictures. It says this is creation, creation, the yeah. man's creation. He says, now, how much more that we get pictures of biology, which is God's creation 
And we still are so hard to say, oh, maybe there's no God. Or, oh, I don't see what it is, which is exactly what our eyes were made, of, were made for. I don't know if I'm making... To seeing, yeah. To seeing God's glory. And and if you guys read this, the, the, the rest of the verse, and it says, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Listen to this. Listen to how lucky we are. On 17, it says, For truly I say to you, many prophets, just like you were saying, and righteous people long to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear and did not hear it. And you know what? You know what this brings me to? Acts 1. Uh, if you guys don't know the story of Acts oh. 1, it says that Jesus comes back, right? And he's, uh, you know, walking around for, for 40 days. And uh, uh, he's already glorified, right? And he's, he goes and he pierced himself to, uh, to the to apostles. And he comes up and he's saying, he's like, listen, I'm going to send you as the Holy Spirit. He's just, you know, giving him directions because he's leaving. He's about to leave. He's leaving. And it's so crazy that I honestly, I find this so amazing that an apostle comes and asks him, Jesus, did you come back to finalize the kingdom of, 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 of Israel, of Jerusalem? Imagine this, dude. They knew they knew about finalizing the kingdom of Jerusalem two, three thousand years ago. Imagine this. And you know what Jesus says to them? That is not for you to know. That is for somebody else to know. These are the secrets of your father. And it's crazy because this is exactly what it says. Those apostles, um, which honestly I look up to a lot, if I can be honest, <laughs> because these people, you know, they knew what they were talking about with the Bible. But these people still did not not get the revelation that we're getting. And of course, remember I was talking to you last time? That we wish that we would get their revelation, right? Yeah. Like Apostles Paul, right? And then they look back and they're like, oh man, I wish I can get their revelation. But it's yeah. different revelation. And, and that's why it's, 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 it's beautiful. If your heart is pure, then your, are, then your eyes are not, like you said, uh, sick. And if your eyes are not sick, then you can see and you can believe. And then you will be able to see things that prophets and righteous people in the past would have loved to see. But, you know, everything has a but, right? I was going <laughs> to say, Danny, like, I love when we talk about, like, how we wish we could live in these times. But honestly, I feel like our, um, our time is, I feel like, even a little bit extra blessed because we have to live fully by faith. Like imagine having seen Jesus, that is incredible. Like, you know, you know, you know what this reminds me of? And what? and uh, he has a verse. What's the verse? Read read the verse that you have there. Uh first Samuel? First Samuel sixteen seven. Read it, read it. But slowly, the, but slow down. Relax, okay? I know it's your first time. Relax. <laughs> read slowly. It's okay, it's okay. But the Lord said to Samuel, Elab is tall and handsome, but don't judge by things like that. God doesn't look at what people see. People judge by what is on the outside. But the Lord looks at his heart. Elab is not just the man, right man. Listen to what it says. It oh, says when he's choosing David. When he's, David. When he's choosing David. What does he goes? He goes, look, these guys are tall, they're handsome. Yeah. And what does God tell him? No, no, ah, 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 stop, stop. It's not by what these eyes see. So now, mm -hmm. just, with what you, just with what you said right there, what does that mean? Oh, 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 oh they're calling me. Tell him I'm not here today. <laughs> And listen. So, what do you think that means, Kishab? Like, like when 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 he when God tells Eli that, what, what what do you think he says? Like, it's not the way you perceive the way that I perceive. So, what is what do you think that means? Uh, I think that like God can see in like our hearts that we are contaminated with either we with God's word or either we're contaminated. Uh, not contaminated. Either we are filled with God's word or filled with evil. So, like, either we're corrupted and but God. Oh my God! Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> And so uh, when you see evil, that is uh, what you are going to get in your heart and mind. So if you see bad things, your mind will be corrupt as well. Because our mind is like a battlefield between the enemy and us. 
Right. So, so what you're saying is this, right? So you're saying is that God doesn't see you with your blue sweater, with your nice haircut, you, you know, good looking guy, right? He doesn't see what you're wearing, right? But he sees what you dress yourself spiritually, right? That, that, that's exactly what First Samuel says, right? He's like, don't perceive them the way you perceive with your eyes. So that means that we have two sets of eyes. And that means that we have two sets of ears and two sets, two sets of... So everything we do in the natural, there's a verse in the Bible that says that. It says everything we see in the natural is nothing but a shadow, shadow. of what's in spiritual. So meaning that God has eyes, but not the same type of eyes that we have. Mm-hmm. But he sees what's really going on spiritually. And I love that's why I love that you had that verse. Because even Eli, uh, that was the, the, the prophet? Yeah. Eli? Prophet Eli? Even Eli was about to be fooled by his own. You, oh, I, you mean the, the prophet first? Yeah. That, oh, no, that was Samuel. Samuel, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's, why, that's why I asked because I, I, knew, I knew it was wrong. You, we, we even see that. We see two things, for example, three things. We see Eli. Thought that Hannah was drunk. Oh, even yeah, Eli, mm-hmm. Eli, sorry, yeah, that's why I had it. Eli thought Hannah was drunk, and she wasn't drunk, but she was, mm-hmm. she was, she was uh, praying to the Lord, right? right. Eli, uh, Samuel, sorry, I don't know why Elijah comes coming to my mind, right? Uh, uh, Samuel. Samuel, oh my God, what's so hard, right? Samuel had already chosen a king that was good looking and that was taller than everybody else, which was Saul, and then it was uh, Saul, Saul, Saul oh, okay. before David, Saul. And then, the third, the third person, Samuel goes back and goes, okay, God, who do I choose? No, no, no. This time, you're not going to choose. I'm going to choose with my eyes. And he chooses the smallest And he chooses one, the, the smallest, one. the forgotten one. I imagine, imagine if your dad sent you out to work every single day. You know, you'd come with your knees dirty. You know, you look like when you when you surf for the whole weekend. You know, <laughs> you know, on Sunday night at 9 p.m., 9.30 p.m., you just look at me like, like bro, I'm past. done, bro. <laughs> right? Like, you're so tired. Yeah. Imagine, imagine coming out, hey, hey, dad, hey, you're going to be the next king. But it's beautiful, right? Yeah. The eyes... Your eyes are a window to your soul. It's not about how you see, but how your spiritual self is filled with, uh, your heart is filled, and God sees you like that. Go ahead. I was just going to read a, a verse to, to kind of back up what you're saying. Matthew 23, 27, Jesus tells uh, the Pharisees, What sorrows await you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like a whitewashed tombs. For you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. So people would see them like, wow, these are like the scribes, the Pharisees. And even what we were saying about Eli, right? Like what he, he should, his eyesight should, ah, his eyesight should we're be what? We're all struggling today, huh? Perfect, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it's like, okay, it's but, okay. But um, his eyesight is what? Should be perfect, right? Giselle was saying that because he's the... He's the one leading, but no, God really sees what our condition is, which mm-hmm. is why I think it's important that we really are um, smart and intelligent to look and see like, hey, am I looking a little blurry? Am I starting to see spots in my vision or am I so accustomed to seeing this? You know, like some people um, don't go get glasses because they don't realize that they can't see mm-hmm. because they're so used to seeing this way. And then when they actually see, they're like, oh, my God, is this what I have been like seeing this whole time? Like yeah, like, Dad, he can't see anything. But that's not the point. Like, he Aww. remembers that at one point he could see, right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, some people live in this way because they do not know, which is when we should go out and seek help and be like, hey, am I being a whitewashed tomb? 
beautiful on the outside, but rotten on the inside? Before before you say anything, because I don't know if you're going to change the topic, so let me do something. You know, this verse reminds me, if you can find it, Dora, you will be my best friend forever. Uh, I was going to tell you that there's this verse that says, um, don't worry about your brother's speck in his oh, eyes. I have it. I have it written uh, down. Matthew ahead. 7, 3. Go read it. Jesus was trying to take my space. <laughs> I think, girl, um, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eyes, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Read the next verse. Oh, I didn't get what that. What is it? What is it? What is it? That's Matthew 7, 3. Matthew, Matthew 7. 7, 3. Listen, it says, why don't you see the speck that is, why do you see the, uh, the speck that is in your brother's eyes, but do not notice the log that is in your eye? Listen, listen to what it says, because this is exactly talking about the eye and what you were saying. When somebody's used to seeing something blurry, it doesn't matter how you do it. They'll continue to see it for blurry. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take out that dirt of your eye when there is a log in your eye? You know what a log is? A small piece. No, no, no. no. Hold a on. log let's... is like from oh. the tree. Like a log is like literally <laughs> this size, look. The size of like my chest, bro. A no, log. Bigger. Okay, let's just say a log a is like log. this. Log is like this. And the speck is like a little thing. That you have. Hey, bro, you have a speck on your eye. Like a little tiny thing, oh, right? So he says, so the, Jesus says, how can you see your brother's speck on his eye when you have a huge lung on your face? It's like we have 2020 vision, but only for our brothers. Exa exactly. exactly. Yes. Do you know what 2020 vision is? Perfect. Perfect vision. Perfect vision. Like, for example, isn't it isn't, isn't it easier to spot somebody else's uh, problems yes, than yours, right? And, you, and then you look back and you're like, I do the same thing. Right? Yeah. Right? right? You're like, oh my God, right? And listen, it says, how can you say to your brother, let me help you take out the speck out of your eye? Or it says, uh, when there's a log in your eye. So how can you help somebody else with their little tiny dirt on their eye when you can't even see yourself? And listen to what Matthew 5 says, you hypocrite. Take the log out of your eye. Then you will see clearly to take out uh, the speck out of your brother's eyes. Danny, can I say something, please? Of course. Dude, I was going to say that this reminds me of Job. Like, in the whole story of Job, you are so excited about him because he's, like, such a thug. Like, no matter what, like, God throws at him, he's, like, he takes it with grace, right? Mm -hmm. And then he kind of gets a little bit mad and he's, like, God, like, why do you do this? Why don't you just, like, let me die? Like, right? Yeah. But in Job 42, uh, 5... It says, I had heard about you with my own ears, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. That is why I take back what I said and I sit back in dust and ashes to show that I am sorry. And I love this because even Job, who uh, was the most just man on earth, that Satan was like, I want to tempt him. Help Job. me. Like, let me. Right? Even this guy was blind, Danny. Even him. He had not seen God with his own eyes. He had just heard about him. It's like his hearing was working. Like we were saying, all his other senses were heightened. Right? But he was walking with the cane. And until the moment of his repentance, he could see God. And that's crazy, right? Because sometimes what we need just to have clearer vision is this, repentance. Which is what, what you were saying with the, the thing, right? Because it says, um, if you took out the log, then you could help your brother with the speck. So it's not saying, hey, don't help your brother with the speck because you have a log. No, nah, nah, it's just saying, take out the log first, then go help your brother. Which I think is crazy. And which, which, and which sorry, go ahead. Um, go, go ahead. No, I have something to say. Go ahead. Because you guys moved on, so it'll. No, no, go. Okay. Please, no, go back. Okay, okay. Okay. Well, my example was gonna go with, with that, what I was saying because you were talking about how, you know, um, just because we think that we're in the right place or we we think that you know we're in the right place spiritually doesn't mean that we are. I was gonna add in uh, Paul as an example because you know Paul was was uh, somebody who thought he 
had a, had it all, right? He was following the letter of the law. He was like a studied Pharisee. He knew exactly what was going on. And, you know, he was persecuting Christians because he thought, you know what? I'm following right. God's will. Yeah. <laughs> he literally thought he was following God's will. And then God literally has to come to him and blind him. And that's like literally goes back to what happened with Eli. Eli was blind spiritually, became blind physically. Paul was blind spiritually. God blinds him physically and then he has to go to a, a somebody to pray for him and the bible says that literally uh scales fall out of his eyes and then god calls him when and when god is calling him in in acts 26 18 he says oh i um acts 26 18 it says um that he's sending you okay i'm gonna start in verse 17 actually delivering you from your people from the gentiles to whom i am sending you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light from the power of satan to the power of god that they may receive forgiveness and sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me so literally he's saying like the same thing that i did with you to open your eyes to change your sight from darkness to light that's exactly what i'm sending you to do and that literally goes back to what uh that what i was saying earlier that we have to seek forgiveness first we have to take out that log first in order for us to be able to go help somebody else so it's really important just because we come to church every single day or or serve on the altar or do whatever we do that doesn't mean that our eyesight is healthy and I was gonna say this, just maybe so we can uh, wrap up this point on on on, on you know um, fixing yourself before you 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 help anybody out, right? I, Isaiah sixty one says, um, the spirit of God, the Master, is on me. God anointed me. He sent me out to preach the good news of the poor, heal the heartbroken. Listen to who? Heal the heartbroken, announce freedom to all captives, and pardon all prisoners, right? And then it says, God sent me to announce the years of his grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies and comfort those who all who mourn, right? To care for all the needs who mourn, again, to mourn in Zion, give them uh, bouquets of roses instead of ashes. So he's going to give us roses. Messages of joy instead of, of doom. So they thought they were going to be in doom. And then it says, praising hearts instead of uh, languid spirits. And it says, rename them oaks of righteousness planted by God to display his glory. Right? So you see all these people are blinded by their mistakes or by how they feel. They feel they feel poor, they feel heartbroken, they feel sick, they feel uh, captives, and they feel prisoners, they feel like they need to mourn. But if you read Isaiah 61, 4, it says, but these same people, they will rebuild old ruins, raise a new city out of wreckage, and they'll start over the ruined cities. cities. Take the rubble left behind and make it new. Listen to how beautiful this is. That's that's why I wanted I wanted to finish maybe this point in this that just because your eyes are not working, just because you have a log in your eyes and you're trying to help out your brother, it doesn't mean that that um that it's not for you. Instead, I think the way you should do is open your ears, because through the through through your ears comes uh comes faith and listen to the word of God, so God can reestablish those who feel uh uh I have it here. Sorry, those those who feel poor feel sick heartbroken they're captives there's prisoners those people who mourn those same people god wants to redeem them and then six, uh, 61 4 it says and they they will do what rebuild the old cities the old ruins 
And then if you continue, they'll see how beautiful it says. It says, you'll hire outsiders uh, to herd your flocks and foreigners to work your fields. And that's our promise. That's why it's so beautiful that we need to fix ourselves or better yet, let Jesus help you fix your mistakes, which is this, which is your eyes. Um, we should have ended, we should have ended it with that, right? Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> that last speech. Was. Well, I mean, I still have more to add. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, I actually was looking uh, also because um, I. I I was looking because Jesus was tempted through his vision in Matthew 4, 8. It says, Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And, nine, and verse 9 says, all, I, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And so I thought it, this was so significant, significant because the last temptation that the devil gave Jesus was through his eyes. So I think it's so important for us to recognize the weaknesses of our eyes because it leads us astray. And one of the biggest weaknesses that I found um, for our eyes is lust. And I feel like this example, we've gone over it so many times, but I, I honestly, I, I think his, he's like literally, yeah. And I, it's Absalom. And um, Absalom was, uh, what's it called? The son of David. And he saw his sister and he's like, wow, she's gorgeous. She's a knockout. I, I want to marry. I, well, I want her. And so <laughs> he, he, ha he sees her and he sees her and he sees her and he, he lusts after her. And so one of his friends advises him, oh, like, oh, let me. Amnon. Oh, sorry, Amnon. Absalom is you're right, you're right. I'm sorry, Amnon, Amnon, sorry. Um, and so Amnon is like, oh, yeah. Um, Amnon's friend advises him to pretend he's sick. And then uh, have his sister come serve him and, you know, help him take care of him until he gets better. So Amnon does that and he sends for his sister and he ends up raping her. And it's the, the Bible says that with the same amount of lust and like fervor that he had of passion for her, that's how much she, he, he ended up hating her. And... Um, I think it's, it's it's just crazy because if if we're not careful and we don't take care of our eyes and we don't take care of uh, take uh, of taking care of our eyes, our eyes become windows to lust. They become windows that that we want what we want in the moment that we want it. Actually, my friend, uh, sorry, sorry, my friend, uh, a kid trip actually has a perfect verse for that. Go for it. Uh, so, like, I, I like to add on which in Matthew five twenty eight it says, but I tell you. That if a man looks at a woman and wants to sin sexually with her, he has already committed that sin with her in, in her in his mind. Ricky, can you say that one more time slowly? What what is it? If a man what? Uh, looks. Oh wait. Read it again. But if I tell you, if a man looks at a woman and wants to sin sexually with her, he has already committed that sin with her in his mind. So, what do you use to look? Our eyes. Your eyes. Okay, go. Just I wanted to make that. Speak. So what I got from this one is that when we look at people, we have sexual desires, which leads us to doing, uh, uh, which leads us to like wanting to do these desires in our hearts, which leads us to lust, and which corrupts our mind and our heart, which leads us to trying to do these things. And and, and it's crazy that you say that, right? Because in Matthew eighteen nine says, uh, and if your eye distracts you from God, pull it out, throw it away. You're better off one eyed. In the life 
than exercising your 2020 vision from inside of the hair. The, the fire, fire of hell. Wow, that's a cool version. Listen to this. It's better for you to have one less eye than for you to have a 2020 vision from hell. You know, you know what I call that? You know what I call that? It's um, for example, it's like it's like saying uh, um, it's like saying uh, how can I apply this? Like, is that when you go to a, when you go to a basketball game, right? And when you sit all the way to the top, what do you say? I don't know, that I just watch this from my house, right? Like, if I'm going to be mm. on to the top, I'd rather watch it from, from the house, right? And this is exactly what it's saying. It's better for you having one eye inside of the stadium than watching it from your house from two with your two eyes. And then that's crazy, right? Because God tells us, watch out with lust. Watch out with uh, uh, your immoralities. Go ahead. Uh, Danny, I just kind of, I'm sorry, I raised my hand like two people ago, just so you guys know. Um, <laughs> but Giselle was talking about Amnon, right? And how he uh, lusted after his sister. And it's crazy that David committed that same exact sin. He I lusted after Bathsheba. Yes. So, um, so it's absolutely important what we do, guys, because even passes on to our generations. And mm-hmm. that's what it is, right? Like sin is uh, up to four generations. But it's it's Im- important that we see what our parents even... Um, struggle with because if they struggle honestly guys we all struggle with our eyes it would be a sin to sit here and say like oh i don't struggle with my eyes we all struggle with our eyes and lust is probably one of the hardest things that we struggle with because it's the only sin that the bible says uh, number one to run away from it's and number two that you sin against your own body sexual immorality causes you to sin against your own body which is crazy right Mm. like so is it sin against god and your own body whatever that's not we're not talking about this today but um it's difficult sin. And in in it gets harder when we allow our eyes to see these things, right? Our mind wanders. So yeah, you know, you know definitely don't do that. You know what's crazy that the prophet Nathan comes to comes to David and he tells him I don't know if you guys read it. I don't yeah. know if you guys read it, right? Mm-hmm. But he says, you know he said he's giving, he gives him an example of uh, a re- re- very, very rich man sheep. taking one little sheep for, for you know, simple men only had one sheep, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, this rich man comes and took this, this only little lamb that he had. And it says that David got so angry, he says, make that man pay four times the amount that he took, which means four, right? Check this out. He took Bathsheba, and they took his baby, Amnon, Tamar, and, uh, Absalom. and Absalom. Wow. For one, he paid four children. But God is beautiful. And his fifth son, which was named Solomon, Solomon. from five is grace. Wow. He redeemed all of his lineage. Bro, and four is equilibrium. Like, like he had to like straight his scale. And then with his fifth, he gave him his grace. Dang, that's beautiful. Dude, honestly, that was so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Danny just went at me, guys, and I think he totally deserved it. Wow, that was, like, that's yeah. so good. It's and no, he didn't only pay, he paid pretty violently with these four sons. Dude, all of them. Uh, look, uh, his like, son. Each one was his, a payment for his, me. His, wow. uh, his baby, he didn't he didn't eat. He fasted. He like, cried. I don't yeah, know how long, right? Yeah. And then Tomar <laughs> was raped. By her son. Not only, not only was brother. he raped, oh, but, by but. By his son. But, oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> By his, by his, uh, by his, uh, Amnon. Yeah, by Amnon. Amnon was killed by his own son, yeah. Absalom. Uh, Absalom. And then Absalom was just like, after, so crazy. I just read this whole story. It was crazy because Absalom tells Amnon, because Amnon, after Amnon did this, 
he was Absalom was mad because David did not do anything to Amnon. Yeah. So yeah. Absalom comes and goes, "Hey, let's have a party with all my brothers." Yeah, and then he waited two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he says, he said, "Yeah, you know, let's let's get together." I, I waited the two no. years to. You ready? They got together, and um, and it says out of nowhere, it says, "When I give you the the details, his his uh, his, <coughs> his people, right? He tells when I give you the order, you kill." You kill Amnon, right? He gives the order. He starts killing him. He says all his brothers flew, uh, flew, uh, fled, ran, fled away. ran away. And then it says that when uh, this this um, story came back to David, David got so angry that he kind of banished him mm-hmm. from the thing. And Ab- and then look, and Absalom, he he was the most trouble. He paid with him so much, yeah, because he was the one that divided his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And instead of fighting, instead of, we can go through each each one Daddy, of them so he's much. he slept with the, uh, his David's father's concubines, concubines on the roof. For so the whole city could, could see. see. Imagine that. He's intense. Yeah, he's, Absalom which, which, was sneaky. Which, think about it. Dude, like, honestly, I can, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can say so many things, right? We can say... Can I just say on. one thing? What? Okay, I was just going to say that. Uh, even though Absalom behaved this way, I think David learned from God's mercy and he applied that because even till the end, he said, don't kill my son. Mm-hmm. Don't kill my son. Okay, can I finish what I was going to say? Yes, but I just wanted to say that. You could have finished with that. Okay, I was going to say that. It's, it's, it's funny how... <laughs> It's funny how it's four kids, right? And Absalom, that was I think that was one of his last things that he did, right? That he uh, he slept with his with his dad's compliments. But it's crazy because his dad also sinned in the rooftop by mm-hmm. seeing Bathsheba out of the window. So how does how does everything conclude by him sleeping with that? Something happens. They get in a fight, and then he runs away, and then he then they end up killing him. But it's crazy how you said that instead of him fighting him. He gives them the 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 agreement that um, that God gave David, right? Okay, you're gonna you're gonna be sinning against me, then I'll run away. And it's crazy that that he does that. Even uh, uh, Nathan tells uh, David when he takes Bathsheba, and uh, he's 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 about to kill uh, the son, the, the the kid that he was gonna have with her. He tells him, "You would have to pay this because you have allowed God's enemies to laugh at him." Imagine. Imagine every time God, you do something like that. God was angry because his enemies were like, <laughs> David? That's your chosen one? That's... A, Dude, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, let me let, let me let, let me let me find that verse because I think we need to we need to hear it, and I don't I don't yeah. want to add. Intense. We out here embarrassing God. Guys. <laughs> let me see. Uh, and somehow we're still alive. Thank God. This is so fucking great. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay, here we go. I hope we're not gonna just stand here. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, it's Second Samuel. Uh, let me see. I the King of Judah. The Battle of Gimenah, uh, Abner, no, 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 Joab murders Abner, uh, King, David, Vinicius, no, Uzanarik, David, Mikan, no, uh, David, Grover, to the victory's officials, kindness, uh, Bathsheba, Nathan rebukes David. And it says, a rich man has flags, okay, David, it's okay, it says, he must repay for the lamb four times over for his crime and his stinginess. Yeah. You are the and it says, oh man, can you imagine coming out and be like, kill that man? And then, and then your person, the person goes, you are that man, said Nathan. And here's what God would do. God of Israel said, said to you, I made you king over Israel. Freed you from the fist of Saul. I gave you your master's daughter and other wives to have, to hold. I gave you both Israel and Judah. And if that hadn't been enough, I glad I have gladly thrown in so much more. Uh, sorry, I, heard, I asked, uh, I added so much. I, I thrown in much more. So why have you treated the word of God with brazen and contempt doing this great evil? You murdered Uriah the Hiti, then took his wife as your wife. Worse, you killed him 
with an Ammonite sword. Now, because if you treated God with such contempt and took Uriah hid his wife as your wife, killing and murder will continually plague your family. And if you guys notice, literally all of that, right? And it says, this is God speaking. Remember, I make trouble for you. Get out of your own family. I'll take your wives from right out in front of you. Which would, what? Absalom. Exactly, Absalom. Absalom had to do that to, to like you said, to force equilibrium, prophecy. to finally say, this the is thought. the debt I, I have to pay. I'll give them to you. I'll give them to some neighbor. Neighbor, but it's his son. Surprise, surprise. And he'll go to bed with them. <laughs> Openly, yeah. This is what it says. God's word is perfect. It says, you did your deed in secret, and I'm doing mine, and your whole country watching. Then David confessed to Nathan, I've sinned against God, and it's because, you, because of your blasphemous because of your blasphemous behavior, uh, the, son, the son born to you will die. Oh my God! But I didn't even see what I told you about about God uh, being, being uh, the God's enemies laughing. Yeah, let me see if. What I think is super super interesting is uh, you kind of mentioned it earlier is that that David sinned from the rooftop with his eyes, and then Absalom went up there and for everyone to watch him. Yeah. So he, he <laughs> David sinned with his eyes in secret. And Absalom wanted everybody else in the city to sin with him in public. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. That's just, that's so crazy. And I, it kind of goes with another verse that I had while you're looking for this one. In First John two sixteen, it says, For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father, but from the world. So it's like, like... Absalom did this because of the desires of the world, you know, and it, it so turned his, his heart, the, the, I guess, search for revenge, the search for, like, getting uh, revenge on his <coughs> brother, on his father, made him, his eyes, like, literally become disgusting. I, I can't even imagine. Honestly, I found it. I am so sorry. You found it? Okay. Yes. I am literally uh, 14. It says right here. Let me see. Uh, let me see. King James Version. It says... Uh, yeah. <laughs> look at this. That's it. Let's get... Uh, I'm so sorry. Give me give me two more minutes. Uh, amp. It says, Nevertheless, because of the, deed, uh, the deed that you have given, a great opportunity for the enemies... Of the Lord to blaspheme him, the son of the born you, sh you sh uh, born. sorry the son that is born to you shall certainly die. So listen, this word blaspheme him. Uh, let me see if I can read the the ERV version. It says, uh, ha, "There you go." But you did things that the Lord's enemies lure, lure, made. <laughs> okay, but you did things that made the Lord's enemies lose their respect for him. So your new baby son will die. Your new baby son, that's so cute. <laughs> that's what it says, right? So yeah, your new it does, baby it son. Does. So imagine. So, okay, let's 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 wrap it up, right? Because I think I think we're going over forty minutes now. <laughs> so so I, I think I think I think the point that that we're trying to get through, you guys, and and maybe we can uh, we can help you a little bit is be careful what your heart is filled with, because if your heart is filled with nastiness and uh, sin then your eyes are blinded, your eyes stop seeing. Or if you uh, borrow your eyes for things that are not godly, then your heart will be filled 
with uh, with bad things as well. So I, I beg of you guys to to you know look over your eyes and um, not only look over your eyes but also guard your eyes with everything you have. Um, okay, guys, we have reached uh, the end of our podcast. I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Remember, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at RedeemLA. Thank you once again, Kid Trip. I appreciate you. you. did very well today. God bless you guys and take care. See you later. <laughs>